MLM Nation, episode 636. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, I'm Al Nation. Forget taking notes and let's get results instead. Let's get an interested prospect, actually someone who wants to know about you, uh, your product, your business, your service. Hey, let's do that. And the way to do that is you and I prospect together. Hey, we do these sessions once a month. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today with Erin Clark. Hey, Erin, are you ready to make it happen? Oh my gosh, I'm so ready. I'm so excited. Erin Clark was in development at healthcare IT consulting company and worked for corporate America. A few years ago, she was looking for a change and spent several years in network marketing before she decided to use a consumer direct marketing strategy. She considers herself a very normal hot mess chick who listened to her mentors and just never gave up. Today, she's a full-time leader who's living her dream. She credits her success to doing the mundane, boring stuff every single day. She also considers herself aggressively patient in her journey to success. So Erin, I've got a lot of questions to ask you, but welcome to the show. Take me, us back to the journey. How did you get started from uh, working in a healthcare IT consulting to doing your own business? Yeah. So, um, it's funny. I, I was, I've been doing a lot of soul searching. It's December. It's the end of 2020. It's this year where like, it's kind of sucked. And so just every year I go back and look, look back at how did we get to where we are today? And I, since I was a little girl, I wanted to do development. I wanted to do nonprofit. I wanted to, you know, go save the kids and save the elderly and and do really cool stuff. And then I got in college and got a job offer and just, I think fear settled in and I accepted a job in corporate America. It was a great job, but immediately I felt like there was a kind of a chain around my neck. I just, I felt it the moment I got there and then I got good at that job. And then I started uh, moving up in that job and I saw that that would be a totally successful career for me, but every step in that direction felt like the noose got a little bit tighter. It was just intense. It was, I had a long commute. I had a crazy boss. I had, you know, lots of expectations. Um, my husband was also a police officer. He was Kansas City, Missouri police officer. And so I tell the story all the time, but he worked nights and I worked days and we were like on our way to being a statistic of, of really stressed out police marriages. So I got into home business because I met a little mama. So I had done a fundraiser for a friend. And, you know, again, I love nonprofit. I love, I love trying to help people. And I had done this fundraiser for a friend and this little total stranger came to this fundraiser and she had her little lime green suitcase and she had her sparkly shirt and she had her products and what she sold that day, she donated to my friend. And because of that, I felt kind of indebted to her and said, Hey, I'll do a party for you. You know, you just let me know and I'll do a party for you. Like I felt sorry for her, right? Like that was kind of where my head was at. Um, all this little chick selling her little stuff. And, um, then she came to my house a couple of months later and she brought her little green suitcase and she put it out on the table. And at that event, she talked about being a stay at home mom. And she talked about, you know, getting to make her kids breakfast every day. And she talked about her freedom and her time. And she was wearing jeans and a fun shirt and she was making $6,000 a month. And I just remember like stopping dead in my tracks 
feeling like I was in this place in life where I was so stuck and seeing her with a life that I wanted. And I was like, I've always wanted to do my own thing. I've always wanted to do something bigger. And so that's how I got started. I said, if she can do it, I totally want to do it. So it was all, it was all about timing for you. The first time yeah. the timing wasn't right. So when you got started, uh, how did you do? Did you have success right away or what was the, what was your journey like? You know, I, um, so I'm a hustler and, um, in my mind, I had success right away. Like I made, you know, 50 bucks pretty soon. And then I made maybe a couple hundred bucks and slowly, but surely it built. I was really good at talking to people about how excited I was and, and about the products that I was using and about this concept that I, that I thought I was building. Um, I just didn't have a lot of skills, right? So what I did to start that, because I didn't know how to do social media and I didn't, I just really didn't know what I was doing is I just went and talked to everybody. I got on the phone with everybody. I, I went and did parties and I, I would bring just like that girl did. I would bring my little suitcase or my little bag and I would just go present it over and over and over again. And so I would tell you that the first one to two years in that business, in that industry, I just hustled. It was just nothing but hustle. There wasn't a lot of skill. There wasn't a lot of magic. There wasn't a lot. I was a terrible leader, but I just really hustled. Why do you think people are struggling? They don't hustle like the way you did. I mean, obviously, probably fear of rejection and, and or maybe, they, I mean, you didn't know, you didn't seem like you were saying the right things anyway, but you hustled and kept going. <laughs> so I guess the better question is what kept you going and well, what advice and tips can you share with others? You know, it's, it's a funny thing. Um, I, like I said, I've been doing a lot of soul searching. Like, why are we the way we are? And I think that there are, there are multiple things you know, reasons why people have success and why people fail. And, and one of them is an intrinsic desire to win. Um, if I were to fast forward, the people that I look for and the people that I like to work with and the people that I want to spend time with and that are my friends and, and people that I love are people that are intrinsically motivated. And so, you know, maybe it goes back to like old daddy issues that I need therapy for, or maybe it's just something in me, but like I never was afraid of failure. I was more afraid of regret. And I just, you know, I knew that I, even if I fell flat on my face, I would get back up again. I mean, how many times do you let your kid fall on their face over and over and over again before they learn to walk? Like I've always just had that, um, even when I didn't know what I was doing, but I feel like people just, they get so caught up in, in what's going to happen or what might not happen, or what if they say the wrong thing? You know, we've, we've been, you know, trained from the day we were born on what are the consequences of messing up. I don't know. So I feel like at this point, it's my life mission to help people get over those fears and just try it, right? Like just jump into the pool. And even if it's cold, you'll be okay. But I and just you, did it anyway. And you said you're aggressively patient. What, what do you mean by that? Because I think that's a huge, a huge uh, attribute, huge uh, value. But what do you mean for yeah. those who may not understand what that is? So aggressively patient. So I actually stole that term from a guy named Andy Frisella. He does the MFCEO podcast. He owns um, a, a supplement company that is like a franchise supplement company. He's, he's a pretty big dude. But I listened to a couple of his podcasts and that term over anything else stuck out to me because that to me is what success is. You're not aggressive and you're not patient. You're aggressively patient because success is not an overnight thing. It comes over time. You have to pay your dues. You have to do the hard stuff. You have to get your, your hands dirty, um, but you also can't just wait for it to happen, right? So I do dream boards every year, but I do not do dream boards. I do not put goal lists down and just like kick my feet back and hope that God provides. Like I pray like crazy, but I also then go do the work 
And it's, it's the daily work. It's just like I said earlier, it's the mundane stuff. It's the boring stuff. It's the stuff that, that most people won't do. But the reason for it is because I know what happens in the end because I'm aggressively patient. I can wait, but I will be aggressive while I'm waiting. That's, that's what I think is aggressively patient. I like that. And, uh, you know, I think nowadays, especially everyone, we have more of the shiny object syndrome than ever, right? People want oh, things sure. to be all oh, this and exciting, but I think success comes back to doing the boring mundane work. So what is the boring mundane work that you need to do every day? You know, it's funny because, um, I, and what year would it have been? I mean, I don't know how long you've been doing this podcast, but for sure, 2016 ish, I was listening to your podcast all the time. And those, those leaders that you would interview, everybody comes with a different skill set. Everybody comes with a different personality. And so what I would do was I would find the people that I really gravitated towards and, and find the things that really felt like, you know, you, you got people that give excellent tips on here. And I would just start implementing some of those, you know, and, um, and, and their skills, like, you know, sometimes it's getting up early because I, you know, I'm a mom, so I have to get up early to get stuff done before my kids, you know, in, in any sort of development, sales, recruiting, networking, in any industry like that, it's adding to your contact list. It's going out and meeting people. It's learning how to, to make friends, right? It looks like, you know, the compound effect where he teaches, it's just that those small things, maybe it's, it's, um, you know, doing your live videos. I know that you interviewed somebody about live videos the other day. Maybe it's, it's putting out content every single day. Maybe it's doing follow-up every single day. It's, it's things that people just forget because they look at somebody that's successful and they think it needs to happen overnight and they go all crazy for 30 days or they go all crazy for 15 days or they go all crazy for six months and it doesn't pay off. But what we know is that the compound effect happens over time. So it's those little things. Yeah. And I think uh, people think about, you know, people always are the same. People love the glory, but they don't like the story. And the story of success is actually really, really boring. You you know, like you talk about, you got to add to your contact list. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go out for 30 days and win this and do this challenge and I stop. No, like you got to do this every single day, even on days where life sucks and you don't feel like doing it, you still got to do it. Oh, yeah. I have people right now that I, it's funny because, you know, you look at your life and they're like in little hunks. Like I look at my life in little hunks and the hunk that I'm in now, I feel like people look at me as if this has always been the place that I was in. Like as if like this just came easy, this life that we have and, and we're very blessed today, but I'm more comfortable in the grind because that's where I've spent 35 years is in the grind and is, is, is in being the underdog. So I actually love that side of it. And, you know, I look back at, let's say five years ago and let's talk social media, right? I look back at five years ago. First of all, I was like, you know, 70 pounds pregnant with my kid and I had a terrible haircut and I was a disaster just like I am today, but I was doing, I did live videos every single day and I put out content every single day and I, and I did all these things and it, nobody watched. Nobody watched the videos, like nobody paid any attention, like nobody cared about the content that Aaron Clark had to say. If I did it today, it would be a different story, but it's five years ago that made the difference, right? It's five years ago that I sought out people like you and I listened to what you said and I and I did the work that you told me to do. And, and frankly, it's just over time, it pays off and it looks real fancy when you're on the other side. I had a friend the other day that she's amazing and she she actually had a quote that I just, I'm going to cling to for the rest of my life. She said, the top of the mountain is beautiful and, and, and there's this view and it's, and it's sunny and it's bright, but the, the shade and the foliage and 
the the sustenance um, and the recuperation is in the valley. So the valley is where the valley is where you do work, right? You could use a ton of metaphors, but um, hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I think people want the glory, but the grind is really fun too. You know, yeah. it's, it's fun. Well, when you look back, the grind is the most rewarding part. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, think yeah. back to my journey. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned even the podcast. I think back to my network marketing journey. It wasn't after like I'm where I am. I think it's when I was living in a tiny apartment, doing that grind of prospecting every day. I like I actually missed those moments. You know, oh, right? yeah. and, and even mm -hmm. you talk about the podcast. We've been doing it for 2015 when we're starting out, and I'm like do my best to get people to listen to it or getting people to do that on the show. It's to sell. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to be here for a while. Cause you know, leaders like they don't want to waste their time. Like, you know, right. no one's heard of me to convince them. So like, if you're listening to this, you're struggling, just be present. We, you know, like what Aaron sh shared, just know that you got to do the boring mundane stuff. You're not the only one and you enjoy the moment because when yeah. it's the, the growth, right? Yeah. Another thing I, I, I think that just kind of goes along with this topic and people that know me are so tired of hearing it, but I, I think that the process of the grind is also a process of leveling up. Five years ago, I could have never done what I'm doing now. Like when I started in, in network marketing, I just didn't, I didn't know what I was doing and I had to pay my dues. And so to me, your success is going to always be based on where you are at, where you're at emotionally, right? Where you're at spiritually, where you're at with your skill sets, with your, with your daily habits, with your practices. And it's really exciting and fun to build those. And so if I were to give a tip, it's to just go, go build you, right? Go make a list of all the things that you want to do well at, and you want to be you know, bad to the bone at, I'll try not to cuss on here, but be really awesome at and go be awesome at those things. And, and it's like the law of magnetism is real. Success comes, it may not come in the way that you were looking for, but you have to level up to get there. Your business, your life, your marriage, your relationships will never surpass where you are. And so that is something that I really, I'm a learner. So I'm constantly reading, but that's something that um, even today, like I just, I want to level up like 2021 is going to be huge. And it's because I am going to bring myself to that place. Um, and if I don't, then it won't be huge. Yeah. Like, um, you know? the income only income only follows after personal growth. hundred percent. Yeah. And the more you 100%. grow and it's about the action. Do you, and I love what you said, the yeah. process of the grind is how you level up. It's doing that yeah. daily grind. It's where you really discover who you are. For sure. Yeah. And what you're made of. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so uh, take us back to the grind. What was your worst moment as an entrepreneur? Maybe you're like, oh my God, why am I even doing this? And maybe you thought about quitting, but you didn't. And that's why you are where you are today. Oh gosh, the worst moment as an entrepreneur. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, I think my worst moments were more, here I am talking about the grind, but the grind also makes me get really emotional because it took a lot out of me. Um, I traveled a lot. So I told you that the first six months to a year were a lot of events. I did a lot of parties. We were, we were kind of a party focused business. And so I was on the road. Anybody that would let me in their house, I was getting in their house. Anybody that knew somebody that would let me in their house, I was getting in their house. And, and I was a new mom. And my husband thankfully had the faith in me that eventually we would make something work and eventually it would be big. And, and he, he supported me, but I didn't tuck my kid in for a long time. Mm. I had, I did Zooms all the evening and I, I was on my phone um, all the evening and I just was, I was gone. And I, 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 this is another one. I, I, um, the company that I was at would do these bonuses and, and they didn't do them all the time. Like, a, you know, like 
there's a hundred thousand dollar bonus and I'm type A and I'm really competitive and I can't lose. And so like, if you throw something at me, I'm going to beat my head through a brick wall to, to get it done. And I was in kind of a almost peak of my business and I was getting confident and they threw out a bonus right before Thanksgiving. And I did not look up and I did, I just didn't, I remember Christmas Eve at noon, um, I looked up from my phone and I had no presents and I had, I, my husband got presents from like the cigar shop down the street because I just, I, I, I blinked and two months had gone by. That was really tough. And I, I remember feeling like this is not worth it. I cannot do this. I am dying a slow death here. And, and what it did was two things. Number one forced me to make some changes, right? Mm. Because you can work really hard and still tuck your kid in right? You can work really hard and still find some balance. In fact, you have to, or you'll burn out. But the other side of it was that I identify that now. So when I have people that are working themselves to death, just simply because they have to win or simply because they have to prove themselves or simply because they have to make a goal. What I know is that we're, we're here for the long run, right? Yeah. And so I can coach somebody through that. It's given me so many valuable lessons, but if I were any time close to quitting, it would have been then. And I didn't get that bonus. I did not make that advancement. Mm. I I lost. And uh, and then, frankly, I, I got the bonus a month or two later and then lost it. I mean, it was just a big disaster. But guess what? You can always bounce back and, and learn lots of hard lessons. So. I think, I think the, uh, you know what the, my favorite part of the story is? My favorite what? part of that story is that you didn't get the bonus. Because everyone wants that. Everyone likes the happy ending. (laughs) Oh, she gave up. Like you know, she didn't get any gifts for her kids for her kids, but she made it. Uh -uh. But no, you you Uh -uh. didn't even make it. So what's the self talk? (laughs) What keeps you going? No, like you basically sacrificed precious two months. You know, got some maybe I don't know crappy gifts or not such great gifts for your kids, (laughs) right? Cigar cigar (laughs) shop. Looking back, we can joke about it. But what kept you going in the game? I think that's the mental toughness that it takes to be successful. Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I think what kept me in the game is that I had said I was going to do it. And I had told my kids I was going to do it. We, we used to tell our kids that when we hit a certain rank, we were going to Disney because that meant we could afford it. That meant we could take time off. We would explain it to my daughter that mommy is going to get on another zoom, but I promise you I'm working so hard to get to this. And I just, I don't go back on my word. I, I, I don't, I never have. I was, I was the kid that practiced her multiplication tables for hours at night just to, you know, win the next day in fourth grade. Like I, I will never forget that. So again, I think it goes back to some intrinsic motivation to just do what you said you were going to do, finish the race. And whether you lose or not, like my parents would have told me, did you do your best? Um, and if you did, like we're good and we're so proud of you. And I just, I don't know. I think we have to live that because if we don't and we quit, uh, we never know what was going to be on the other side. There are so many times I would have, could have, should have quit. And like now I just thank my lucky stars that I didn't. And finally something broke. And that's that's the compound effect. It doesn't, you don't look like you're making progress. Your your progress looks like a horizontal line that's just creeping up. And then all of a sudden you skyrocket and then everybody calls you an overnight success story. And that's the furthest from the truth. Yeah. I always talk about success is invisible. Like you can't see it. It's 100%. Not like, it's not like- and so how important, let's talk about consistency. How, because it's related to this, how important is consistency to success? I mean, it, it's probably the number one principle, right? You can be really, you can be really talented. You think about, um, you think about sports. I was an athlete in high school and college and you think about sports and you could have a killer athlete with tons of talent, but if they didn't show up to practice and they didn't know the plays, it was a moot point, right? You have to show up every single day 
And and part of it's just whatever you want to call it, God or the universe, they're not, it's not going to reward you for, for lack of effort. But also the other piece is, is that you just, you just miss out on opportunities. So think about, let's say a network marketing business or whatever business you want to talk about. If you're inconsistent, people feel it. People expect you to be inconsistent. People are used to their friends and their family and their networks quitting. Um, that's the common thing. And so what happens is that you tell somebody you love a product or you tell somebody you love a company or you tell somebody you're, you're selling cars and then the next day they don't hear from you or the next week they don't hear from you and you get quiet. You've done exactly what they expected you to do. And so consistency just, it's an absolute must. I, I work with people I work with two multiple different kinds of people, but I work with some that are so hardcore consistent that all I have to do is remind them it will pay off. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but I'm telling you, like it, it never doesn't happen. I'm living proof of that. And then I have others who are 10 times more talented and who are, are super savvy and, and they, it's almost like they create magic when they're on, but then they go off and then they have to spend six months catching up. Um, and that's a, that's a struggle. So be consistent, 100%. Easier to be consistent than in and out. If you want something new and different, go check out this group, Purpose Driven Networkers. It's the only group where you get to prospect with myself and other top leaders at least 15 times a week. You also get accountability. And if you're stuck and not sure how to reply back to prospects, then you get to send me screenshots of your conversations and I'll guide you on what to say. You also get access to over 180 different trainings that should teach you everything from building your business on Instagram to prospecting LinkedIn to even more traditional methods of building such as doing home meetings or coffee shop meetings. It also has a five-step program that help you get your next customer or rep within 28 days. And most people get a lot, lot quicker than that. No other group in network marketing can give you this type of training coaching, and accountability combined. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Hey, thank you for, for sharing so much, uh, for the wisdoms you've been sharing. Uh, as we go towards the end of the show, Aaron, some quick questions to prick your brain. And the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Ooh, um, success quote that motivates me. I have a million of them. I should have um, looked at this in my little pre-homework, Simon. A success quote that motivates me. Oh, I'm going to fail at this one. I'm going to fail. I'm, I'm, my brain is, is fudging. Um, well, we'll come back to it. I don't know. Yeah, you'll have to come back to it. I probably have some in my little notes, but... Well, well, you know what? Your, your success, your success quote, I'm going to attribute to you. You know, I, I, the process okay. of the grind is how I think we're going to call this show. The process of the grind is how you level up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that's by Aaron Clark. <laughs> um, what is what habit has helped you become successful? You know, it's a, it's probably a little different than, than kind of the topic we've talked about today, but, um, one of the habits that I have is I find people to emulate and I find people to follow. And I, I really believe in like, you know, your, your network and the five people that you spend the most time with. And so I've always sought out people that I respected and wanted to be like, and just learned. I don't like to recreate the wheel. 
Um, I don't like to just go out and necessarily wing it. I mean, I winged it at the beginning and it was really painful, but um, again, listening to podcasts, I remember my, my mentor. So when I very first started in, in home-based business, I, I, I saw this woman and she's actually been on your podcast. Her name was major Jones. And she was like this gazillionaire single mom at the time. And she was, she was just a badass, And she was so like, she was just so honest and vulnerable and authentic. And I loved her and I followed her and I emulated her. And then out of the blue, she noticed me like it was the most bizarre thing. She noticed me on Facebook and she commented on one of my things. And then it was like back and forth. And, and I knew in my gut that we would end up being friends and we did. And, and I was like one of those weird people that totally worshiped her. She had, you know, thousands of people that like just loved her. And, and then we became friends and we changed each other's lives. I've done that in many instances where I just find people that I gravitate towards and I emulate them. I think that's another piece of leveling up, right? You can't level up with your mean uncle Larry that doesn't believe in fulfilling your dreams. Like you can't level up with your negative Nancy, you know, cousin who, who squashes everything that you do. Sometimes it's not even your friends. Sometimes it's just sticking a headphone in your ear. I do it a lot. I I really, I mean, I know people that don't know me, lots of them. They're, they're my best friends and they just don't know it. So what's the best piece of advice you ever received, Erin? (sighs) The best piece of advice I ever received. It's, it's something that I've probably heard a lot throughout the years and I'm hearing it a lot right now because I am very goal driven. I am very, you know, punch heavy, like let's go hard. The best piece of advice is for me to stay in my heart. Hmm. So one of the things, and you know, I'm, I'm a woman, so there's, you know, it, maybe it won't relate to, to men out there listening, but I feel like when our intentions are pure, when our heart is in the right spot, when we are really doing whatever job we are in to love people and to serve people and to give, um, when we are in that place where our heart is open, things happen like crazy. When we're doing things for selfish reasons and when we're, we're going internal and when we're using people or whatever, like I'm a selfish person, I can really go into that kind of hard, you know, it's all about me place. But I've had a couple of really good mentors just say, you know, lead with your heart and the rest will happen. Like you've got the work ethic, you'll you'll get the skill skill set, you've got the habits, but you have to lead with your heart. I forget that sometimes, but that's the best piece of advice. What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? So I know you used to do meetings, home meetings, but now if you have a qualified prospect, you send them a video first, you hop on a Zoom one-on-one. What do you like to use, Erin? So when I, you know, if I am am talking with people about... um, whatever it is that I'm talking with them about, I gauge, I gauge the person. I don't really have a favorite methodology. I don't even look at it as I really have tried to change the verbiage in, in how I do things and what I do. So I've forced myself instead of saying prospecting, I forced myself to say making friends, right? I forced myself to say just having conversations. And so I base my favorite piece off of that person. My favorite, you know, quote, prospecting, in my life is just to go out and, and put myself out there as bright as I possibly can and put out content and give and, and, and do things in my community that might attract the right people and that might fulfill a bigger purpose. And when I do that, I meet the right people and we become friends. And if they, they provide value to me, I provide value to them. Or maybe it's just one way, but that is how I do all of my life and all of my businesses as I just go try to give. And I feel like, you know, I meet the right people and, and, um, 
and then we start a conversation. So that's a terrible answer to that question. I no, it's it's worth you, 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 custom, you customize <laughs> it. You use depending. It's good. You listen depends on what your prospect would use, right? What what do you have a favorite app on your phone or online resource like a Dropbox, Evernote? What's your but let's talk about a phone. What's your favorite app? Well, it has nothing to do with business, but it kind of it it, it kind of is a, is a concept that I really love. I love um, it's a fitness app and it's called Tabata. And I really struggle with consistency in my fitness. I love fitness. I was an athlete. I've done body competitions. Like I've pushed my body to the max. And I've also like eaten all the, you know, toast and butter and all the things. And so for me, because I believe in consistency and, and believe in getting on the wagon, sometimes I have to use an external piece to just keep me on track, right? So it's, you know, it's the same thing if you were to get off on your meal plan, you got to start putting your stuff into my fitness pal. I have to do the same thing with fitness. And Tabata gives you little time periods of workouts. So a Tabata workout is 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. And mm. the reason I say it is because it gets me back into the group. Even if I do four minutes of workout today, I feel better. I've got more energy. I sweat it a little bit and I might do eight minutes the next day. And then I might do 12 and then I might do 20. And eventually I love going to the gym again. I use that concept in my business. I use that concept in my fitness. Um, I love sleep cycle. I track my sleep because when I don't get a lot of sleep, I yeah, don't do sleep well in cycle. I like sleep. I use sleep you cycle. Do? Yes. I love good. it. You know, yeah, another I've good never... app is uh, Streaks. I've talked about it. Oh. Streaks. If you ever want yeah. like consistency, do like for me, it's sleep. Make sure I sleep seven mm -hmm. hours uh, or make mm -hmm. sure I walk my dog before a certain time. So if I, if mm -hmm. I walk early, I would be able to sleep earlier or yeah. eat healthy. Streaks is good. Now you are like it because you're, you're type A. You want to keep that streak right. going. Yeah, and, you, and, I and like it track patterns. It, it pattern. You, get, it, not, <laughs> yeah, not, 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 you don't want to mess circles. it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So check mm -hmm. that out. Hey, um, yeah. what's two? Back to you. What's two or three books you could recommend? Oh gosh, I um, you know one of the core basic ones that I got my hands on at the very beginning of of all the businesses is the Compound Effect. I've referenced that a couple of times. The Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster. Those are both written by Darren Hardy. And I just love him. I think he is, it's, it's the compound effect is all about the mundane. It's all about the habits. It's all about, about creating really powerful things in your life by just making one small change. I, I just think that's very powerful. And um, you can do it in your relationships. You can do it in your business. And the Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster is basically preparing you for being an entrepreneur, being in network marketing or being in another business model it's, it's sometimes it really sucks. And sometimes it's amazing. And sometimes you're on cloud nine and sometimes you're in the gutter and sometimes that's 9am, then 10am, then 11am and a noon. Right. So that, those are really two core, um, ones that I've loved. Um, I just read the other day, the one thing by Gary Keller. Mm. Um, he's really incredible. I really, I really found, um, a lot of value in that book. Um, gosh, what else? I loved the circle maker. I really, you know, I, I believe in manifestation. I believe in prayer. I believe in making really big dreams. I don't think, think we're supposed to dream small. I was just looking at my list. Leaders Eat Last. So Leaders Eat Last by Simon. Anything by Simon Sinek is, is incredible. I love Simon. I love the concept of Leaders Eat Last because I, I have to remind myself of that a lot. Like I said, I, I'm, I can inherently be a very selfish person. So I have to really monitor it. Right. Yeah. But I love to serve. And so, um, I think that as if you're leading people in any capacity, again, it's just like the leveling up concept. Your team will go as far as you are able to serve them. Um, I do not believe in 
like kicking back on a beach while everybody's slaving away. And I just, it gets under my skin. So I love to serve my people. And I feel like it, that service really, um, it can really duplicate in your organization and make it a really happy, amazing environment. So anything by Simon is wonderful. I have a million books. I love books and I read like a third of them. So I have a lot of books that I've read a third of. That's good. It's about what you take action on that matters. Dang it. Yeah, true that. (laughs) So here's the last question, Erin. The million dollar question. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. You didn't know your husband, didn't know your kids, uh, but you're like an alien that went to another universe, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build your business from scratch? Oh gosh. Well, you know, this answer might be different in a different time, but it's December, 2020 and we're still in a pandemic. And so right now I think that social media is an incredible place to be. And I think that um, it's an easy place to be. And I think that if I were starting over, I certainly would start creating relationships in that way. You know, I feel like social media and, and whatever platform you use, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. I have some friends that use TikTok and they love it. And I am like a grandma on TikTok. Like I can't figure it out. But um, I would go, I would go create a profile and I would go make it my full-time job to just simply meet people. And and frankly, today, more than any other time, people are lonely. You know, people are sad. People are struggling. People are, they want to be heard. They, they want to talk. They, they want community. They want something to be a part of. And so um, that would be my first step is to just go make a bunch of friends and then, you know, find any, anything I could get, go be a part of anything that would get me in front of people, whether it be, you know, a, a church or whether it would be a media, a networking event um, I, I want to get involved. We have a local nonprofit that I really want to get involved in and, and I want to do it because it's a, an incredible nonprofit and it, and it serves homeless kids. But I also know that people that get involved in that stuff are people that I want to be friends with. Right. So on the, the selfish side, I'm out meeting people that I want to meet. And so that's what I would tell them is go start making friends, go be kind, go be yourself, put yourself out there and, and just go do it. You don't have to you know, you don't have to know what you're doing. You just have to go be real and authentic and talk about whatever it is that you want to share. And if it's something good that the world needs, they they will want it, you know? Thank you so much, Erin. As we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Um, you know, last words of advice just are, are hang in there and don't give up on yourself. Don't ever think that somebody else's success story is is any sort of reflection of what you can't do. Um, I know uh, I have a good friend who anytime somebody accomplishes something, she says, it's going to be me, right? It's going to be me. So look at, look at what is in front of you as just an example. Don't ever get discouraged by what anybody else is doing. And um, I'm pretty much on Facebook. I don't really, I mean, I have an Instagram, but it's bad. It's Aaron Clark. My husband is also Aaron Clark. So if you find a boy, Aaron Clark, that's my husband. I'm girl, Aaron Clark. How did Um, that work out? I know. I thought it was a pickup line. (laughs) That's a good pickup line. It was successful. Yeah. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging out with Erin Clark. So keep up the momentum. Go to mlnation.com. Click on the podcast tab and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom, the books, all the great stuff that Erin shared will be right there. 
Hey, in order to be successful in business, in life, you must help others. So Aaron, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of people worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. I've learned a ton from you. Appreciate it very much. Hey, ML Nation, do you ever struggle with consistency or worried about what are you saying the wrong thing? What to say back to your prospects? Well, now you don't have to worry. Go check it out, BYOB. This is when I'm, you and I, we go together on Zoom and I'll guide you word for word on what to say. And I guarantee you can get at least one interested prospect for your business, service, or products by the end of the session. It's a ton of fun. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash BYOB. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan here. Great show from Aaron Clark. And I love what you talked about. I think I'm going to call this the title of the show. Obviously, if you listen to it, you see it. But I'm recording this right after because I'm fired up from what she shared. I think this should be called The Process of the Grind is How You Level Up. And she's been through a whole journey, lots of stuff going on. and uh, But it's doing the daily mundane stuff. A lot of times people you know, think uh, you want it fast, you want it easy, you want it exciting. And I always talk about success is boring. If you follow me on social media, I've talked about success is boring. In many ways, it's really insanely crazy boring or drive you to tears. It's doing the same thing over and 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 over again all the time. And I think that's why the people who most people are not successful, they get distracted. But if you stay focused... And you know, talk about the mundane task Aaron talked about, right? Getting up early, reach contact, building your contact list, inviting people, following up with people, posting on social media, giving content consistently, doing it. And then don't ever feel like, you know, she talked at the end, oh, you're on the island relaxing what people do that, leadership. You know, that doesn't exist. It's a pipe dream. And by the way, if you're the type of person that wants that, do a little bit and don't do anything for the rest of your life, you know what? You're not going to be successful. The mindset is you have to keep staying consistent, right? It, it never ends. You have to constantly add new people until, you, well, let me ask this, until a certain level, until you get a, you know, whatever your your walkaway income is, your residual income is. So for example, if it's like 100000 100, a year, until you're earn 100000 a year for six months straight without doing much, hey, you still got to keep on recruiting. That this business is about building and rebuilding, building and rebuilding, and doing that daily mundane work and being aggressively patient. Like, you got to be patient, but you got to go out and get it. I think one of the things that helped Erin out was she was afraid of regret more than she was afraid of failure. Right? You're afraid of, and I was, I was teaching my son this the other day, the pain, the pain of discipline versus the pain of regret. Your discipline is painful, but regret is way, way worse. Right? So, Go and don't, you know, it's not going to be easy. You got to be comfortable in the grind. The grind is when you learn the most. You talk about a compound effect. Everything, every day you do this, you get a little bit better. It's not just about, you know, podcast listening or the stuff. It's what you take action on, right? And she's a great example. She doesn't finish many books, but she reads a third of it and she takes action on it. Another thing is integrity, right? If you say you're going to do it, do it. Most people out there, talk about consistency, are not consistent. And that works to your advantage because if most people are not consistent and you just stay consistent, that'll get their attention. You know, when you tell people how great your product is, but you're not consistent, people don't listen to what you say. They listen to what you do. A lot of great stuff on here. Thank you so much, uh, Aaron Clark, for, uh, I'm sorry if you hear Obi, my first son, Obi, is barking here. I don't know why. I think he was calling me for dinner. But uh, it's awesome show. I mean, this I felt I could talk to, you know, I know this episode went a little bit longer, on and on and on, because it's about the daily grind. 
staying focused, consistent, even when you don't feel like doing it, right? Wanting to win. Like successful people do things that unsuccessful people don't. Also about leveling up and finding people to emulate. Find someone that you look up to and start following them and start acting like them. When you act like them, you be that leader. When you be, that's who you become. So amazing show. Thanks again. I can go on and on. Uh, go listen to this again. Go to the, the show notes page on mlnation.com. Go reach out, connect with Erin, follow what she's doing uh, on social media, what she's posting, how she stays consistent, and um, take action on what you learn. Hey, this is Simon Chan. If you like this, please uh, do me a favor. Leave us a review uh, on whatever you're listening to. Subscribe, review, share this with someone that needs to hear this message. It's the daily, mundane, boring work that gets you to success. It's the grind that's how you level up. So build, make a list of what you need to do or your top leaders and stop being that person. Hey, thank you for listening. Now it's over to you. Remember, you're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.